Welcome to a new episode of Let's Accelerate. My name is Manuel, and together with my colleague Luisa, we are very much looking forward to welcoming the guest of our today's episode, Ellie Aminasa. Ellie is Director of Digital Ventures at Mann Hommel. She holds a PhD in Fiber and Polymer Science in North Carolina State University and is currently doing an MBA at Duke University. We are thrilled and honored to have her here with us today, sharing her knowledge and hands-on experience about building up corporate ventures. Ellie, Welcome to Let's Accelerate. Thank you very much, Manu and Luisa. Very glad to be here. Cool. Ali, uh, your job title at Mann Hommel is Director of Digital Ventures. First of all, can you say some words about Mann Hommel, what, what they do? And then can you explain us a little bit about what your job is about? Sure, definitely. Well, uh, Mann Hommel is... Uh, one of the, if not the biggest filtration company in the world, and they are the leader in the filtration, um, especially in the automotive industry, and recently moving to the life science and environment as well. They are 80 years old. I think this year they turned 80. Uh, they are in 80 uh, location in the world, about uh, more than $4 billion in, uh, in revenue, um, and uh, we are about 23,000 employees. So pretty big. Um, our mission at Man and Hummel is uh, to provide and deliver clean air, clean water, and clean mobility to the residents of this earth. Um, I joined Van Hommel uh, in 2013, so it's a little bit more than nine years right now that I work in this company. I started with working on filtration topic and in, um, in, as as uh, innovation project manager. Uh, but then over the years, I moved more into uh, building ventures and building the innovation happen a little bit um, outside the corporate innovation and more like a cor uh, corporate explorer. Um, with the title of digital, a director of digital ventures, I'm basically wearing multiple hats. One of them is a leading and growing uh, customer-facing digital products uh, of Man and Hummel in the three category I mentioned, clean water, clean air, and clean mobility. Um, as well as leading um, the digital hub um, of Man and Hummel in uh, Germany, uh, which is based in Hybron. Um, I will talk a little bit more about uh, what the digital hub and the concept is later. And I'm also responsible for um, digital business model innovation at Man Hummel in terms of understanding how we can um, revolutionize our uh, business model moving forward. Sounds sounds awesome, Ellie. And you you just mentioned this um, digital hub in Germany. I think that was kind of recently opened in in 2022, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Can you tell us a bit a little bit more about why did Mann and Hummel um, um, go for this? What are you expecting from it? And maybe um, what does work look like in a digital hub? Um, sure. Well, the digital hubs at Mann and Hummel basically is to bring the digital transformation for Man Hummel and its customer to the next level. Um, and we have about four locations around the world that is near some of the most prominent business activities of Man Hummel. Our goal is to create a community and bring digital 
talents from data scientists, software developers, digital product owners, and digital pro uh, business developers, as well as any men and humble colleague under one roof to create a collaborative and agile culture um, uh, for uh, for the success of digital businesses and digital projects within men and humble. If I want to explain how is the how do we work in digital hubs, we work in in cross cross-functional teams in an agile environment to create um, solutions for our internal and external customers. We create um, customer-centric solutions uh, for cleaner air, cleaner water, and cleaner mobility, starting with customer pain points, fast prototyping, customer testing, and iterative uh, product development. Um, I would say that working there is very fun. We celebrate uh, failures. Uh, we uh, and by failures, we really um, call them uh, learning of the week or learning of the month. Um, and uh, we try to learn from that and move on and make things better as fast as possible. So it is a very dynamic vibe and culture within our hubs around the world. Sounds very interesting, but besides uh, being responsible for digital ventures within Mann and Hummel, you're also CEO of Claire. Can you tell us a little bit more about Claire? Sure, absolutely. Maybe I'll tell you um, the story of how Claire was born and what do I do in Claire at this point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, so... Men and Hummel came up with this um, entrepreneurship program called Incube, um, and uh, they wanted to actually find um, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs within Men and Hummel and uh, put them in a situation uh, like a startup, like working like a startup and living like a startup, and come up with a new way of product development and business development for Man and Hummel, especially knowing that the world is going towards digitalization. Man and Hummel realized that they need new talents, but at the same time, they need some background from their core business to understand the connection between the new world and the core world. Um, I applied for that program back in 2018 or 17. And in 2018, I spent um, some time um, in Silicon Valley, about six months with my co-founder, um, uh, Marcel Schoch. And uh, we um, founded uh, one of Men and Hummel's first uh, corporate startups, which is now called Claire. And if I want to say in one sentence what it is, um, it's a, an intelligent solution for clean air management in commercial buildings. Well, we started uh, back in um, in 2018. Um, I took the responsibility for uh, team leading and business development, and my co-founder took the responsibility for um, the product development. And there was where I took the title of the CEO, and he took the title of the CTO. Um, we uh, we grew the business on the technical side as well as the business side. Um, recently, uh, we brought another venture leader. Um, Uh, who is focusing on developing and expanding the business in U.S. And uh, I'm continuing with expanding this business in Europe and other parts of the world. Looking back from where you are today, so how easy or tough was it for you to take this decision? Because I think you needed to leave uh, an existing role to start this new venture. So how did you feel? Was it exciting? 
Were you anxious? <laughs> uh, good question. I actually had to say no to a promotion to come oh, and wow. jump off the Man and Hummel ship and go uh, continue with Claire. Um, I wouldn't deny that I was very stressed out and uh, nervous about making the decision. But if I have to put um, um, the um, uh, the stress and uh, being nervous and uncertainty about the future in one side of the balance and the excitement and again, uncertainty about the future and the impact that we can have if this thing flies off on the other side of the balance, the excitement was much heavier. That's why within, I would say within a week, it took me a week actually to uh, completely convince myself. I wouldn't say that I didn't question that decision toward these past four or five years. Um, I definitely got back. It's like, did I make right decision or something? But I always, something happened that I always made happy that it is something that satisfied me, satisfied me in terms of being impactful or doing something different and positive. Yeah, it it sounds absolutely uh, yeah fantastic, and uh, I have to, we have to say congratulations, Ellie, for being a successful entrepreneur and corporate explorer in that way. Because we know from from own experience and and our from from our consulting experience, it is kind of a rare case that um, starting um, an internal uh, venture, starting an, an an entrepreneur project, um, rarely leads to success. The success rate or the failure rate is high success rate is low so um still being in business with claire is quite an achievement um we have to say and um taking that 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 very um yeah important decision i would assume um it, there must have been a lot of learnings from you so if, if you would have not taken this and go for an, a different path for sure, um, you would be successful um, in your career as well. But what was maybe the, the greatest learnings you had um, in doing this um, corporate venture? Sure, absolutely. Um, something that you mentioned that, um, you know, Claire is still in business and, and it's it's looking successful. I think um, we need to define success in, in corporate startups. And a lot of times, um, it is um, it is tied into financial metrics, and um, sometimes it's been um, undermined the amount of work that needs to go into a corporate startup, especially in exploration phase, um, or they are, you know, in this um, exploratory market, basically. Um, there is, I would say there is two main success factors for Claire. One of them, and I cannot deny that, is the support of Men and Hummel and Men and Hummel Management Board. Because if you constantly focus on, you know, financial metrics and the way that you're running your old R&D in businesses, then uh, most probably Claire would have not been in the business. But if you have this thinking from the future and having this vision that digitalization will be part of your business um, and you need to do that investment right now, you definitely have that support arm. However, you know, when when a company, when management board um, invest money into people and into a project, they definitely want to see a return. They want to see progress. 
And another success factor for us was to define the right KPIs that show that we're not just like, you know, just playing around and we are making progress and we have milestones defined that we achieve in each phases. We created something called hunter strategy. We think we're all hunters. We hunt for new business, new product, um, new product stickiness, I would say. Um, and uh, this is where we kind of found a common agreement with the management board and within the corporate startup team, within the Claire team, that we can speak a common language language that shows progress in achieving the milestones as, as well as building the trust with um, uh, with the management board at Man and Hummel. Okay, many follow-up questions um, now here to come. Um, so you, you already talked about success factors and, and talked about the right KPI. So um, th this is, I think, a crucial thing we also um, realized in, in, our, in our consulting business that looking at the right KPI is absolutely essential when when looking at the progress of of new ventures because it's uh, so easy to to stop and uh, yeah to suffocate um, uh, an internal startup if you too early go in with strong financial KPIs. Usually, it just doesn't work. Um, coming back to what you said, the support from 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 management. How did you? How that was that? practically done i mean had you um frequent feedback loops had you um board meetings how was it in, in in practical business how did you report and how kind of yeah um the the, the is was there a balance between micromanagement from above and and a long line um leading culture what was that like um, well, there was there were a couple of things that we set up. Um, the first thing is creating the target picture for ourselves. Like, where do we want to be in five years from now? Okay, do we want to have? Um, and those are deliberately the target picture was not uh, on the revenue targets. It was mainly focused on because we, we didn't know like at the beginning what our pricing strategy is going to be, how a uh, uh, pricing model is going to be. So it was mainly like, for example, for digital solution, how many uh, buildings were monitoring, how many sensors were deploying. So in five years from now, for example, we want to have 10,000 sensors deployed around the globe. Okay, what does that mean for us? how many sensors per year we have to actually deploy step by step, what team support do we need to have in step by step, what services do we need to put in place, and then to be able to get there, um, from what number do we have to start right now? You know, is it 10 per day from now? Do we have to do pilots now for the next three months and six months um, until we get there? So when we created that target picture, we came back and then create these short-term KPIs for ourselves. Like for the next 90 days, we're going to deliver these milestones. And the way we were reporting to um, the management board was on those milestones. How far are we from delivering um, uh, or achieving those milestones? And what are the roadblocks? And what are we missing? 
I won't tell you it was not perfect where a lot of times that we had we had we learned throughout this process uh, we had to change either our direction or uh, sometimes looking at the milestone and we realized that oh this was completely wrong we uh, we actually had a misperception of the market so we had to pivot um, in terms of looking at some other market and then going back one step to be able to ch jump to step ahead so, but we, the whole time, uh, we had the trust of uh, Man Homo Management Board and the empowerment because we were very transparent in communication. Even if we had to take a step back, we showed it why with evidence and what is the the resolution, what we're going to do instead um, to move forward. And it was always received very positively on our side. And and talking about empowerment and um, let's say entrepreneurial entrepreneurial freedom, um, how much? What one one thing that we um, that we know and that we learned is what hinders um, startups, entrepreneurial startups from um, from success is when they are when they have to stick to corporate rules and stick to corporate processes and um with long decision chains and very highly regulated processes in general speaking how, how much freedom did you have acting like real a ceo of an own company yeah um, well, one of the one of the earliest thing that Man and Hummel did, and uh, Man and Hummel actually kudos to them, uh, they did it in 2014 already, realizing that the new uh, product, especially in the exploration phase and exploratory market, needs a speedboat, and Man and Hummel mothership might be very slow to move. They created um, a, a concept called I2M Innovation to Market, which today is basically the host of our digital hubs. So we are not following Men and Hummel old processes in terms of like, you know, purchasing and decision making. We have been um, trusted and empowered. We have our budget that we get approval beginning of the year. And then um, our uh, decision making process is um, very short. Um, to be honest, we're very fast in terms of reacting, of testing things, of um, uh, bringing at the same time, the expectation is to be fast and delivery as well. Um, so I would say you need a little bit of organizational change as well to be um, to be supported by mothership and, and the organization, but uh, kind of stay separate in terms of like, you know, I would say like IT infrastructure or like, you know, purchasing or some of these things that they're for good reason, it's secured and regulated heavily in the corporate um, for a fast-moving digital solution development, you need some freedom to operate. So we kind of, under Man Hummel supervision, IT supervision, uh, we created a separate organization that we can move faster. So this is how it actually helped us. So we didn't do it under complete uh, bureaucracy and uh, corporate um, um, uh, processes, I would say. From all those experiences you just mentioned, what are the most challenging parts in starting a new venture within an existing corporate and uh, being an intrapreneur or a corporate explorer? Um, I would say there are um, there are a couple of challenges. Uh, one of them, one of the big ones, is is people and being able to um, kind of gaining people's trust that this is because it's. 
it's kind of a new thing and we we talk about it that it's outside man humble so, so people are like a little bit skeptical of like is this uh going am i losing my security of like you know big corporate um or people who are want we want to recruit from outside they're either full startup it's like i want equity and i want startup and i want to run my own business or full corporate which is like i want the security and this middle world um is a little bit confusing for people and um at the beginning i would say uh it was hard to bring some people on board but then as we started uh, to build our team and uh kind of publicize some success stories it was easier to actually get some people on board and aligned with our mission um so that was that was uh one of the challenging thing um the other one i will generalize it um, and i talked about it already is the relationship between um corporate and the startup um you know the corporate startup actually um not only with the management level but also with like you know supporting services and employees if you want to rely on the on the corporate sales structure for example um and uh, go to customer with them um you need to work a little bit to build their trust and get aligned with them and are pretty experienced and especially if you're young and energetic and you want to go there and show them the way most probably you get some pushback from their side <laughs> <laughs> um so i would say these two was um mainly uh, I, if i want to wrap it up is mindset uh mm -hmm. the biggest challenge is the mindset either be on the top or on the people who wants to join or on the people who wants to support that's correct <laughs> i can only underline those, those mm -hmm. things so with that, I think we're already coming towards the end of this episode. And as always, we close our episodes with our famous sentence completion exercise. Means I will start uh, three sentences and you just complete the sentence. So the first one, the best thing about being a corporate explorer is. Uh, the best thing of being corporate explorer is freedom to operate. I would say. Very nice. The next one, if I could turn back time and change one thing in my career, I would. Start with this entrepreneurship program earlier. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then last but not least, when my two-year-old nephew asks me what my job is about, I say. Uh, I change the way people are working. Cool. Very nice. Thank you very much, Ellie. So uh, with that, we are done with this episode. Um, I don't know if there are any more remarks from your side. If so, uh, please feel free to, to add some things. Sure. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me uh, in this episode. It was actually a fun conversation. Um, I just want to leave the audience uh, with uh, maybe, I would say, uh, either homework or food for thought. Um, as I said at the beginning, our mission is to provide clean air, clean water and clean mobility to the residents of this world. Um, and um, if you have an idea 
um, about how we can do that better or new technologies or anything else, feel free to reach out to me. And if you think you can actually help us do that and you're excited to jump on board and help us do that, um, to come on board with the team, uh, feel free to do that as well and reach out to me for more discussions. Well, we'll add your contact details in the show notes. So in case you would like to get in contact with Ellie, feel free to reach out. And with that, thanks again, uh, Ellie. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And with that, let's accelerate.